No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Outside. Outside. Outside, everybody, everybody outside. outside. Okay, right on, Mel. <laughs> line up, line up for your what Shop Tour Bus shop t-shirt. Tour bus. Shop Whoa. Tour Bus, everybody. Go check out Shop Tour Bus. They have the online lots. Dopest Grateful Dead. Inspired t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, yeah. tote bags, hats. All kinds know, of fun stuff. The stuff that we all like to wear, man. You know, No Simple Road isn't getting like shitty sponsors, man. We're getting no. family owned and operated businesses that we want to support you should support them too go check out shop tour bus they send you whatever you order in a really dope all over printed box all these extras come in there some of you are even going to get a miracle bootleg in your order that's right and you also get a bootleg pencil in there to spool it with and a whole bunch of other goodies. Yep. And you're getting free shipping. If you put in the promo code, no simple road, all one word. When you check out, you are getting free shipping from the fam. So wow. go check out at shop tour bus on Instagram or shop tour Order yourself something fresh. It's time to update that wardrobe shop tour bus. It's the afternoon or the evening and you're hungry and you want to go get something to eat and that dreaded age old question comes, hey, what do you guys want to eat? And there's I like don't know. the six places that you always go. I'm fine with anything. No, you're not. Change it up. Go to Fire on the Mountain, man. If you're here in Portland, there's three locations, so you have no excuse. There's one close to you and there's two in Denver. Same thing. No excuse. Go check it out. The best chicken wings, the best salads. Vegan options, vegetarian options. And those desserts are hitting it. And they're throwing dope specials at you quicker than you can eat them. And if you like to have a little drinky drink, they have their own brewing company. Fire, Fire on, on the Mountain, Mountain Brewing. brewing. They're An- hooking it up. Another rad thing that they have is some awesome merch. They've got some trucker hats. They've got some dope socks. They've got some uh, silicone cups. Really silly, cool. silly pints. Silly pints. That's right. And they've got their sauces that you can order to make your own at home. So if you're interested in any of this and you aren't in Denver or Portland, you can go to portlandwings.com and get yourself a hoodie or some sauces or a trucker hat. And you can listen to No Simple Road. And then like, there's like this weird cosmic beam that comes from the sky and it'll warm your heart and make you fill with love. And who doesn't want to be filled with love? So go check it out. Fire on the Mountain, portlandwings.com, at FOTMPDX, or at FOTM Denver on Instagram. It looks delicious, I promise. Mm. 
that spring and that summer tour are getting ready to start and you are going to be going to a lot of venues you maybe have never been to before and it would be good if you could have a little heads up before you go in know what the security's like i'd love a heads know up. where the sound is the best know where to grab something to eat near where, there where the bathroom s- situation is that, always a good thing yeah that's definitely a, a plus so there is a new website it's called venuelama.com and it's an online resource that provides live music fans the insider venue info they need a place where fans can quickly rate venues and share various tips and intel about those venues venuelama.com launches in late spring but they're currently doing a sneak peek for no simple road listeners they are compiling their llama base with as much helpful information as possible on venues for the following upcoming tours dead and company fish widespread panic billy strings and goose so head on over to check out the exclusive beta version of venue llama today at venuelama.com forward slash n s r that's v-e-n-u-e-l-l-a-m-a dot com forward slash n s r boom we're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening.
Pugin? Megan. That's what we're going to do. Hey now, No Super Real Family. This is Aaron. This is Apple. And this is Mel. And we're back for another episode we're of back. No Simple Road. I want to say happy fish tour, everybody. Woohoo! Happy, happy fish. Get back on that train again. Happy fish. I hope that everybody's been safe and is having great shows and is having a great time and enjoying yourself and myself. And all the selves that are out there. Are you enjoying yourself? I, well, you got to be careful with yourself you when it gets to this, you know, getting back into fish tour and festival it's, season. Yeah, you got to You don't want to be, it. yeah, you don't want to be like flooring it into it. This is a marathon, everybody, not a sprint. You don't have to do all the things in one night. You can take it easy and yeah, take it ease your way through. We're, we're just heading into spring <laughs> tours. Then we got summer. This and then week. Fall. On No Simple Road, we are super stoked to have Megan Gliana of Megan. HF Pod on the show to hang out with us and talk fish and all kinds of other fun stuff. And she is co-hosting a brand new podcast. It's called What? Things of Gold? Things of Gold. And it is a snarky puppy podcast. Yeah, yes, it is. And it is part of Osiris Media and they already dropped the yeah, first Yeah, they dropped episode. the first episode. So look that up in uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So she's... Uh, spreading her beautiful wings her uh yeah <laughs> her musical wings and her podcast wings yeah those are what do podcast wings look like they look like microphones okay all right i guess that's what podcast wings look like yeah, it is. and they're golden in it there it is yeah yeah i think it's really cool i mean i've heard from listeners of no simple road that they really appreciate a female perspective on the show. Yes. That like, I've heard that myself. The jam scene is, well, let's just say rife with dudes, lots of dude yeah. energy going on. And the thing is, is there's nothing wrong with it. It's just now that we're aware that it needs more diversity. Let's get in there. And that's exactly what Megan has done. She's put her foot in the door so it wouldn't close and then she and pushed she it open, that thing open and she's like what now what i'm here <laughs> and i love that about her she wanted to do it she freaking studied her little tail off and she's killing it and yeah she quite knows frankly what she's, she's killing about. it and, and she and, and she shakes things like mel does with us it like shakes things up to have a your a your perspective otherwise you guys are just saying the same stuff like different ways yeah it's like all right we heard that shit already we we can can geek out a little too much sometimes it's true point in the right direction i'm I'm just gonna say there's no hate i'm just saying that it can sound monotonous like the same point like 30 different times but when a woman comes in there she throws a monkey wrench in and then maybe that point was good but now it's going a different direction are you you trying to say that the women are smarter mel no In, in every way no okay they make us up our game. That's well, right. More I mean, on point. I, I, you you need you said that, so I don't need to. A say Bobby, it. I said Bobby it. actually said that. I said you it just too. said it too. I agree. Um, here's the thing: it's awesome in both the fish community and the dead community to see women stepping up and doing their thing and putting their voices out there. Thank I mean, you. And, and also Goose too. Like, yeah. don't forget about the no, Goose Chicks we, podcast. We're not forgetting like, about them. We just had a couple of. Uh, episode a few weeks ago so it, it is dope to see that and i just know that like when listening to like hf pod it's cool to hear a female perspective yeah. in there and i'm really excited to listen to her new show too things of gold so 
Yeah, man. Megan, thank you for hanging out with us. This interview, we actually did this, I think, before. Yeah. Before we did this. We, yeah. Before we met you in person. Well, no, we met, we met her before. Yeah. But, but before like, Mexico. yeah, before Mexico. And, uh, it was cool to see you in Mexico bouncing around and uh, and we found each other and we danced it out. It was such a good time, Megan. Thank where you. Where was I? You, I don't know what you. I needed to go to the bathroom and then I got caught dancing to fish. I was like, <laughs> I can't walk back now. I need to dance right now. And then I look over to the left and some beautiful Maven comes over and starts dancing with me. And we like look at each other. And we're like, oh shit! And then we hug it out and killed it we tore it up i love that and and like <laughs> on the first night we just kind of bumbled to our spot and you're talking to rj's wife yes and i look over and there's rj standing right next to us like in a sea of people we found our folks gravitated and towards each other always in a happens. velvet sea of people yes. we found each other that's right no i got a silly question it just made me Uh-oh, think of it here again we go. no when you you're just talking about dancing on how was it dancing on the beach was Great. like the sand okay thick or, i mean no. was it heavy or no. You know what I mean? Like your feet yeah, sinking no. in. It or was, was fantastic. That's what I can say. I didn't feel any kind of weirdness about, um, this is my own personal um, thing. I didn't feel it, like my feet were weird, shoes, not, nothing bothered it. It was great. How okay. about you, Aaron? So the reality of the situation is this. There's two different kinds of sand in that venue. There's like, if you're facing the page side, over towards the front is a little softer sand. Okay. Mike's side over towards the ocean is a little harder sand. And we, oh, which ex- makes sense. Okay. We experienced both. The page side softer sand is a little more difficult to dance in. And what you a have more of a workout. Yes. And what you have to do is dig yourself a little foot, like with your feet, like kick yourself a little pit. Oh, okay. Get a little you spot. You get, to you get stand yourself in. a little spot and then, then you're all right. I heard several people complaining the next day that their knee older dudes mostly, they're hurting a little their knees and calves were bothering them from da- trying to dance in the sand. And I was like, just kick yourself a little little spot and you'll be all right. I figured it out right. early on. So I like the solid answers right yeah. there. That's like yeah. I just thought of that. It was like, what is that like being on the beach at a show? Well, let me now, tell you. Now dude. I know. Yeah, now you know. Mike's side. I loved it. I loved it too, man. Anyway. Let's uh let's do the business and get him to the interview, y'all. What do, do you do, say? Do the business. Let's do it. Mel, start us off. Business. Well, if y'all want to do something rad, follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road, and also go to our website nosimpleroad.com. On that website, you're going to find all our stuff, our merch tab, so you can freshen up your summer gear, get yourself a new tiche, get yourself a cute new coffee mug. Then you're going to go over to our um page to schedule a tarot reading with Aaron and I. Oh shit. What? We use the Grateful Dead tarot deck, man, and you will get a 1-hour reading. You'll get a playlist based on the cards that you pull. You'll get an email with a synopsis of your reading and you'll get the audio file of the 1-hour reading so that you don't forget what we told you in the reading. All right, and then you can also access all of our episodes on our website too. You can also see where we're going to be, what festivals we're going to be, what concerts are coming up. And that way you can join us and come with your posse, mix with our posse and come dance it out. And the posse grow. You can even see pictures of some of the past things we've done. It's a great place to find everything. No simple road. Some would say it's a home page. Oh, never mind. It is a home page. (laughs) Homeboy. Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and sign up 
to become a patron of No Simple Road. Why do I want to do that, Aaron? Well, listen, here's the thing. You're listening to the show right now. Producing the show costs money, but beyond that, it's about creating community, and that's what's happening over on Patreon. We are building the No Simple Road community. Even deeper than we have before. So think about like your Facebook page, but think about your Facebook page with only people that listen to No Simple Road and you on there. That's what Patreon is. So you can go over there, interact with people. We have like polls that Corey's doing a joke of the week, polls every week. All there's, right. So the poll- patron only content up there now. He, Corey's producing the side roads episodes. There's all kinds of stuff going on. If you sign up for five bucks a month, you get to be part of the Discord, Discord. server. All right. What? So the right, poll what? of the week is, it says, choose wisely. Okay. Which do you prefer, chocolate or ice cream? It, that's actually the old one, but it doesn't matter. Okay, go. This is the Mel, new one? Chocolate or ice cream? <sighs> no, they, to, they have to uh, sign up to get the okay, new one. Okay, I'll have to choose ice cream. Really? You yeah. would, if you choose the one, you can never have the other again. Is that how it works? Yeah. Aaron made up that new rule. That's not when I I initially said it. And if you're caught with it, you will be doomed. (laughs) No, it disappears. You will be dismembered. It just is gone. The other one disappears. What about you, Apple? For everybody? So you're making a decision for the world? No, (laughs) just for you. Just for you. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah, he he said that earlier. Okay. I, it's hands down ice cream. You and take the ice cream. Would I be able to have chocolate ice cream though? Well, I, and then, but it'd have to be dairy free. Oh my god! Anyway, I'm picking <laughs> well, ice cream. And then side thing, I could still have sherbet and cup. So you get custard. the idea. That's <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. You we understand? Get technical. You get the idea. Discord and all that stuff. But you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We have not gotten a review for April. Is that right? Um, no, we, we got we one, got a, one review. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for we, we got one. It was for Monday. Okay. Well, a couple Mondays ago. I, I digress. Please leave us a second review on Apple podcasts for this month. We would yeah, really appreciate get your it. friend to leave the third one and then somebody else leave the fourth. And that leads me to the last piece of the puzzle. Tell somebody that you know and love about No Simple Road. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, the, let's let's build this community. That's what it's all about. Let's continue the, to build it because everybody out there, you guys have been doing that. And we want to say thank you for doing that. But maybe you haven't done it yet if this is you or you're new to the show and you haven't done it because you're new. And Help us could, grow you, it. You could even recommend. In fact, I think it would be a good idea to recommend it to somebody that, that you're maybe not that crazy about because it might be just what they need to bring them up to that level oh and i'll say this too we have megan on so if you are listening to this because you are megan's friend megan's homegirl or you're a listener of hf pod listener of hf pod any of that be like oh dip that was a great interview with megan i got to know a little bit more about her and i really appreciate it share that share that episode with your friend that also loves megan there it is that's that's pretty much it that's the business let's get them to the interview y'all all right yeah. you ready yeah. i'm ready mel i'm ready for it too i want to hear it without further ado the no simple road crew gives you megan gliana what's going on hey y'all how are you what's good going? What's up? Good. Not much. This is so fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's kind of been a um, uh, a lot of female oh, yeah. stuff the yeah. past we couple have. of weeks. So it just, it nice. actually fits. We talked to um, the ladies from the Goose Chicks podcast. I think 
Oh, awesome. Leslie. Like a week ago? Yeah. 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 Last um, weekend. Last weekend. Yeah. LPGOB. Yeah. We've yeah. had her, her on. Uh, oh know? my God. I've been loving her mixes. How fun. That's she's so dope. Awesome. Wait to listen to that interview. So it's cool. amazing. She's oh, such a sweetheart. M- Megan, for, for the awesome. folks that don't know you, will you introduce mm-hmm. yourselves to them? Yourself, to yourselves. How many yourself. selves do you Absolutely. have, Megan? Yeah, how many of you? How exactly many people are you? A bunch. All right, the one you want present today. Okay, yeah, I'm a Gemini, so I definitely have oh, two shit. sides. But yeah, Same I'm here. Megan Glyona. You too, Apple? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I'm Megan Glyona, and I'm on HF Pod, and that's how I got to meet all of you, which is just that's right. so lucky for me. Yeah. Megan, when did you come on board with HF Pod? Yeah. How did that happen? Let's let's hear the quick let's get story right of into that. It. Yeah. Yeah. The quick story. There's a long story and a quick story. Let's hear the long story. story. We like the long form. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The long story is I've always been a performer. Like that was my whole dream when I was a kid. I was three years old and I told my parents, I want to be an actress. I want to live in New York City. And that was kind of my goal my whole life. And so I studied acting and dance and singing. And, you know, I went to New York and tried it out after college. And it was rough. (laughs) Style, Man, I didn't know anybody, you know, and it was really just going out there and auditioning and I would get work and do a play and someone would come and be like, oh, I really liked it. Come and meet with me. And I'd meet with them and they'd be like, great. That was awesome. Tell me when you got your next gig. And I'd be like, okay. I get my next gig, rehearse for three months, call them. They'd be like, who are you? Uh, you know, and it just, uh, it just got really hard. And I just felt like it was a life that I wasn't finding any meaning in anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I just was kind of feeling like, what do I want to do next? And I went home and I saw my mom and she's a teacher and I watched her in her classroom and I was like, yeah, I got to go do this. Aww. So yeah. So I teach third grade and that's kind of, you know, I started then and I started doing that. And Megan, how long time? Sorry. How long were you um, doing that before you went back home? And like, how long did you give it? Like before you decided like, I acted, you know, my whole life until I was like 26. Okay. I think. Yeah. So, and then I had a lot of success when I was younger, but it just, New York was tough on me. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, So it's tough on everybody. It's really tough. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I've always wanted to live here. It's my favorite, but it's definitely like, it's not for the faint of heart, Mm -mm. you know, (laughs) it's not, but, um, yeah. So I went home and saw my mom and started teaching and that's been a really great career for me. It's been really fulfilling, but I still have that, like that performer in me that, you know, is kind of like, yeah, that doesn't go away. Yeah, exactly. That artist. Right. And so I found other outlets for it, you know, definitely like going to shows and dancing and you know, performing in that way and having that expression was really great, but it all kind of changed. It started, I think when I turned 40, I just had this like coming of age moment. I had this like amazing 40th birthday party with a bunch of my friends at my up in the mountains for a few days. And we unearthed all these journals that I had, that I had when I was a teenager and when I was going to shows and also in college and what I was going through and when I was acting a lot. And we started reading them and we were like, God, I got to like, get this out. Like this, this is a story I want to tell. And so I started writing and I hadn't written since college really. And I just started writing like a lot and telling my story and expressing it that way and writing a lot of poetry, which I used to do a lot of. And ever since then, I've just felt like on this creative kind of mission Mm -hmm. and the podcast kind of like ended up being this like beautiful gift 
because I was during the pandemic, I was listening to the podcast a lot and to, to helping friendly podcast and going back and like listening to old episodes and like, and they did this episode on the Europe 96 tour for fish. And they were talking about how they'd never talked to anybody who had been on the tour before and how they were like curious about it. And I did that tour when I was seven, uh, 19. Oh, shit. Was the, yeah. Yeah. It was the first time I ever left the country and my boyfriend and I was madly in love and we like packed up our backpacks and went like traveled Europe for three weeks and followed fish around. Oh my God. Wow. What an experience. Oh my God. It was life changing. You know, it was just, I, I really had, I, I think I've been to Mexico. So I had left the country once I grew up in Michigan, but I had never been to Europe. I'd never been off the continent. It was just a magical, incredible experience. And it was just one of those times that like I'll never forget. And I remember like specific moments so clearly, you know, mm. when you, you oh, know, yeah. so long ago, it's just, it's just so crazy. And I kept a really detailed journal while I was there and I took a ton of pictures. And so I reached out to RJ and I said, I have, I was 19 and in love. I have like a really deep journal about this time. I have all these photos, like really close photos of the band. I got to hang out with the band a lot. And and so I said, I'd love to, you know, to share them with you guys. And he was like, that'd be awesome. Would you want to come on? What? Would you want to like come on and do like a, you know, Facebook live or something? This is like yeah. April, 2020. What? Yeah. And you guys, I prepped for this. Like it was the biggest job interview of my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're smart to do that though. Like going in with those guys, you definitely need to do your homework. <laughs> Yeah. Like they know what they're talking about. I had like spreadsheets. I mean, my family is like making fun of me because I had just like my pictures out, my journals, like notes, Google drives, docs, you know, it was just very, it was very intense. <laughs> and, um, that's still how I am on the pod to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I went on and it was the most fun I've had doing something in so long. It was just that kind of combination of you know, you're podcasters. So it's like you prepare and you do all this work behind the scenes, which is what I loved about acting. It's like, you really get to like dive into a script and a character and like decide what your intentions are and what your goals are and what you want, like for your character wants. But then you get to go on and talk to people and forget it all and just be in the moment. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's like what I loved about acting. And that's what I love about, about being on the pod. So then I just begged them like, Hey, can I do a recap when shows started coming back? Hey, can I come back on? You know, like, JFAT played at Radio City. I was there. Can I come on? You know, and so they let me come on a bunch. And then they kind of like shut it down when they went to Undermine, you know, mm -hmm. and they kind of consolidated yeah. all of those fish podcasts to do Undermine. And I was devastated. Oh, I was like, what? They're ending this podcast. It means so much to me now. And, and it's, I think it means a lot to a lot of people. It's such a popular, awesome pop podcast. And so I just wrote to them and I was like, I don't know what you're doing with the pod, but if you ever want to bring it back, I want to co-host it. I want to be on it. Like you need a woman on there. Like it, you are all amazing, but like, it's really great to have a female perspective. Like there's it's a not bunch many of dudes women. talking about yeah. fish. Come on, guys. Yes, Come yes. On. Yeah. And I did, or I came on at the end of November and I did that whole month of December. We did twice a week shows leading up to the, what was supposed to be the new year's run at MSG. Oh. And, yeah. And I was so like jazzed up about it. I got to talk about, you know, all the things that December fish is and all these amazing December runs. And it was all what MSG is to fish. And it's my favorite venue. And it was just so exciting. 
And then the shows were canceled and it was just devastating oh, to Megan, me. Megan, I, I, that was the year of my 50th birthday. And, no. and Mel had done this like elaborate thing. She took fish lyrics and made a poem out of fish lyrics or fish song titles and like made this beautiful card with the poem on it and presents it to me at our fish themed birthday, 50th birthday party. And I look at the card and I'm like, oh, that's really sweet, babe. Like I'm teared up. She's like, turn it over. And I turn it over and it's tickets to MSG and our flight and the whole thing. I was like, so when that got canceled, and, and he was surprised. He's a oh, yeah. very hard person to sneak around and surprise. Well, and, you know, like, and Mel pulled oh, it off. Yeah, yeah no with like idea. finances and stuff, like paying and stuff. Like, so I'm like, fuck, I hope he doesn't see it. Like, it was just, you know, yeah. it's like all this like underground and like, it was just, you know, and we'll get into this, you know, after your story, but like fish was like super, you know, deep for Aaron and I. And so like, that was like such a big deal. I was like, went behind his back and did all this stuff and like yeah. created this thing. And then when that got canceled, it canceled man, and I, his, the longest face in the world. I've never, like, both of you, I have never, I have never seen these two. I've seen them go through a lot of things, raising kids and uh, ups and downs. I, I had yeah. never seen these two. So disappointed. And I felt so they were silly. they were hard to be around for a couple of days. They were just mo- like yeah. just like it was just bullshit. I felt so <laughs> silly too. No. I was like, I'm this upset about a concert. Like there's people I starving know. on the street. That's how and much I'm it like, means. I want to cry yeah. every minute for like two weeks because of this. But we got to go. In Sat April, around playing awesome. Sarah McLaughlin in I the did. eyes <laughs> of an angel. <laughs> anyway, please continue. I share your pain no, about it getting canceled. I'm just actually glad to hear this because I thought I was the saddest person about that. <laughs> oh, no. Like, you no, know, I won. Have beat me. Yeah. yeah. You guys might have beat me. Yeah. So, like, I get it. And I feel like the April shows made up for it. But, damn, that was a hard loss. Mm-hmm. I know. I. It was also, like, the first time I was going to be able to, like, go to a show and have this, like, new community because, like, for me, I always went to shows. I've been going to see fish since 94, but I was always like, it was just me in my bubble. I, I didn't have like a big community, you know? And so the podcast, I've just met so many people through it and it's become like, you know, it's just a huge world to me now. And I meet new people every time I go and it's just so incredible. And so I was so excited to do that for the first time. So I feel you. It was rough. It was yeah. really rough. But yeah. yeah. But then they let me stay on. So uh, <laughs> now they can't get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, now. RJ. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I hope not. I don't think I've ever asked RJ. Um, I know that HF pod was going away when they consolidated all the fish podcasts on our network, but HF pod is staying around now. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're staying around. Yeah. You're I mean, like, oh, yeah. People wanted us back. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I think it's such a long running podcast. It's, it's so popular. I think people love it. And I think that they were trying to probably, I mean, I don't know, I shouldn't speak for RJ and and everybody at at Osiris, but it seems like, you know, undermine takes so much effort that I think they were trying to like consolidate it to make it, you know, the best it could be. But I think they realized that they could do both. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what, what you said too, is it's definitely like, like having your, your voice in addition to it. It'd be like if Mel wasn't here with me and Aaron, which we've done a few handful Mm -hmm. of interviews that Mel couldn't be here for. And they're cool, 
but it's not the same thing the as same. as ha- as having her voice involved in it and she keeps us in line she keeps us from like be well, getting, getting too silly no, getting that, yes, to certain things Definitely you that. know i let but she gets silly as hell everybody too. does what they want but you know it's like when you have a mom and a dad like it's better to have both parents around it's just better like okay it's fun with mom it's cool great but then sometimes you just need a second opinion or another somebody to talk to and I think with the they're so close they've been friends for so long that a lot of they like the same foods they like the same clothes they like the like (laughs) they like everything the same so that's kind of boring by itself (laughs) like they're they're interesting and cool and they know a lot of good stuff but then so what (laughs) this thing's my favorite yeah me too man I like the blue one yeah me too man like so what so I made up this yeah I made up this stupid game it was like the designer magazine right and it has like at the end it's like got all these like lampshades right like different lampshades so i was like okay um handed the magazine over to aaron i'm like hey babe if you were a lampshade which one would you be and he picks one and i was like okay so then i i hand it over to apple hey apple if you were a lampshade mind you there's like 20 lampshades on it's not like three choices there's like 20 hand it over to apple he's like this one i look at it. i'm like what the fuck so i like coffee table we did it like bases. six times we did we uh-huh. did several things like like um coffee coat tables, hangers coat, a coat, yeah. like, what trash the? cans yeah <laughs> we'll go out to eat they eat the same shit it's like what okay so i totally feel you like <laughs> we need diversity in yes. in like the jam band scene and I didn't so even, badly. I didn't know that until I got in it. You know what I mean? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that it was missing anything or that it needed, not even missing, but did it needed anything until I got in it? Because how would you know? Right. And so yeah. for, for people that say, oh, well, you know, there's not enough females get involved. Like what you did is yeah. exactly what people need to do. Be open, be like, I want to be on this. I have a story. Let's hear it. Because otherwise don't complain then, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you, you got, exactly. a, you have you to do it. That's what I loved about Leslie. Like she was like, I yes. want to do a goose podcast. Let's do. And she made it happen. Like we need women in this scene that are taking an initiative to not just dance while the band is on, but also to like, like you did write your set list and like, you know, call the freaking opener and, you know, get the poster and talk about it and like create a scene within the scene for women that feels comfortable. And that's, what's really rad about. I think that's happening. Don't you think that's happening? I'm I'm talking about this like, like previous to now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, This is an old problem. I I feel like. Yeah. And I think it's like, for me, I just felt like there's always one narrative that's being told when only men are talking about something, you know? And so obviously like, I don't have the, the kind of encyclopedic brain that Brian Brinkman does. And I don't have the, you know, um, the ability to remember every single David Bowie jam like RJ does, you know, I don't, (laughs) but what I do have is I can come and talk about the way that I feel at a show and my experience at a show and that I like funky, sexy fish, you know, and I can bring like my perspective and that's been amazing that I've been able to do that. And then people have been like welcoming of that. It's, it's such an honor and gift really. And I work my ass off to be there too. I'm going to tell you, I prepare like so hard for these podcasts because, because I care, you know, and I know that everybody else knows their shit, you know, and that's the thing that's intimidating about being on a fish podcast is that 
everybody listening, they know fucking everything, yeah. you know? And so you can't I fake couldn't that. Imagine. No, no, they will call you out. No, <laughs> we, not fake it. we sat down with them in the lot at Dick's and I remember it was like, it was day three, was, day three. Yeah, day three. It was and day. I was well done by that point. And yeah. I couldn't even hang. It, and we, tear we, were me get, apart. We're, we were getting ready to sit down and I was like, I don't know enough about thinking to myself, like, I don't how am I going to fucking do this right now? (laughs) But just like you, like these guys say that I'm the stats guy. I listen to those guys talk. I'm like, I don't know shit. You know what I mean? I I don't know. We need everybody in the punch bowl. Yeah. It's like the fruit. We do. We need everybody. Little kid, mom, dad, grandpa, uncle. We need everybody because this is such a unique scene. Just like you, though, when when I sat down, I realized that I have something that nobody else has. It's my perspective. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Nobody else can have that. And not that mine is some grand thing or it's right or it's wrong or it's any, but it's mine. You know what I mean? And and nobody else can do that. So I, it was great. It was a great learning experience for me to sit down with them was like, oh shit, I have my thing I can bring here. You know, because yes, I and that's what like art is, right? Like, there's this quote that Martha Graham wrote to Agnes DeMille that I always had hanging up in my room when I was a teenager and in college. And it was talking about there's this like life force, there's this quickening, there's an action that is translated through you. And it's there's only one of that in all time, you know? Wow. And if you don't express it and if you don't put it out there, it's gone. Mm. And so it's like your responsibility as an artist. Or a human being yeah. to right. to express yourself, you wow. know. And I and I I've been really thinking about that a lot lately because it's like sometimes when you like open yourself up, kind of professionally, like taking a risk by being on this podcast and you know talking to these guys about fish and and kind of just like putting myself out there publicly. It's like motivating me to like put myself out there in my personal life and my relationships yeah. mm-hmm. in like a stronger, more authentic way. Absolutely, you know, it's just been yeah. amazing. It's Definitely, this show has done that for the three of us. Yeah, too. A really, thousand. Percent. Oh yeah, it, it's become our life. It bleeds over into everything, and it's therapy. When we, it's totally. it's nice to have like like it's really nice to have a weekend off of not really having to do you know interviews or anything. Yes. But then when that day comes, we're all kind of like, oh yeah, uh, we, yeah. Well, we, okay, do, I'm, I'm relaxed. Yeah, like the, yeah. Well, we've worked therapy. it into it. <laughs> We've worked it into our exactly. life so much that it's like a part of us. And so it's like not picking up your kid from school or something. Mm-hmm. It's like you feel right. like there's something that you're not doing <laughs> right. that's supposed to get done. And it's been, you know, such like we were talking about this yesterday with um, Dean Del Rey, like learning how to do this. I mean, we're six years in and in the very beginning, none of us had skills on interviewing or cared about what we looked like on camera because we didn't do camera back then we didn't it wasn't about statistics or any it was only our opinion and only our ideas and thoughts it wasn't anything that newsworthy but then as we started to learn how to actually interview and learn how to like not fight each other like interrupting underneath the surface you know because it's just like looking at each other like you know, I was I trying to say something. <laughs> Shit. And but now, now that the the groove has been established, right? It is one of the 
most rewarding, cathartic, um, beautiful things that you can do with your homies. And one of one of the things that I think that has happened for all of us too is that the doing the show has created a new and deeper connection with the music. Has being on HF Pod done that for you? Totally. I mean, I you know I've always loved Grateful Dead and Fish. They were like my you know the Grateful Dead was like open Pandora's box changed my life in a million ways. And is the reason I'm sitting here talking to you today. And fish was, is like my music. It's like (laughs) the grateful dead was like my parents' generation. And they weren't into the grateful dead. They were really into like awesome classic rock and really great music. But I love the grateful dead because I like fell in love with these older boys and they taught me about it. And then I was like, Whoa, what's this? You know, it's just (laughs) this magical universe. But then when I heard fish, I was like, okay, this is my shit. Like, this is my generation. This is like funny. This is self-referential. This is playful. This is like, you know, dark and this is funky and this is like, just, you know, silly. And I loved it. I just fucking loved it, you know? And I've always listened to it in a way that was really, it's like, I don't want to say intentional because that's what I'm doing now. I think then it was just for pleasure. You know, I listened to it to just feel good and have fun. And then once I started being on the pod, now I listen to it in a totally different way, really, really intentional and thinking about how I would talk about it too, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm at a show and I'm like completely dancing and I, I only take notes sometimes it shows like if I feel like I really want to like I'm not going to have as much time in the morning to like prep for the pod or something because we usually do recaps at like one the next day um and if I'm like no I'm not going to have enough time then I'll take a little bit of notes but I really just like to be like present in the show and I don't like to be on my phone but I feel like I listen now with an intensity and then like a connectiveness that I never had before wow and it's so amazing and it's just deepened that well for me so much. And then what's also been this like really cool thing that's happened is like my friendships with the guys on the pod, you know, which I never expected to have these deep friendships that I have with them. And they're all so fucking smart and they know so much about music. It's insane. It's like, it's, they're not siloed. Like they don't (laughs) just know about like, you know, fish, they know everything. And they're turning me on to like all this music, you know, like that I've never listened to like ambient music and tons and tons of folk music and indie music and all this stuff I didn't know about. And so I feel like my universe is just like, it's like one of those like things. It's just, yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, Can you bring us to when you first started, like you said, some cute little guys, you know, with the dead, but what about fish? When did you hear, go to your first show, all that? Yeah, I was 17 and someone gave me a copy of Rift on tape. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just, I remember going home and like getting high and like opening the cassette tape case and all the lyrics are there, you know, mm-hmm. and they're so tiny, but I remember just like looking at them and, and that has that beautiful thematic cover, you know, and it's got that, like, I just was like, this, this is a universe. Like this felt like a whole universe. Mm-hmm. And I just dove in and I listened to that tape a thousand times. And then I started asking for bootlegs and And then I found out they were going to play in my hometown in Grand Rapids, Michigan in November, 1994. And so I 
I was in a play that day, that, that week. And it was like tech rehearsal that week. And I had bought tickets actually to Ann Arbor too. So I was going to try to do both shows. And then Ann Arbor ended up being our dress rehearsal. I couldn't do it. And then I was devastated, but then Grand Rapids, it was a tech rehearsal. And so I only had to go to like six Mm -hmm. and then I could leave. And so I peeled out of there at 6 p.m. and like got down <laughs> to the little like community theater, you know, down. It was like, and it's DeVos Hall. And it's just this place where I had gone to see like Les Mis and like Hello Dolly, you know, and all oh, these wow. like musicals. And here it was like turned into this like hippie haven. And I was really into being a hippie then. And I was like, I just, it was so exciting for me. And I was 18th row. And it was just like, they opened with my friend and my friend. Oh, and shit. I was just like, oh my God, like what's happening? You know, it was just, it was <laughs> so intense and they were so emotive. And, you know, I had seen The Grateful Dead. This is 94. So I'd seen The Grateful Dead a few times and I feel so lucky that I got to see Jerry. Like, you know, right. thank you universe. At least I saw him at the bitter end, but I got to see him. I saw him 12 times, but, and I'd seen him a few times. And so, you know, The Grateful Dead at that point, they were like, they played to the, to the like heavens, you know, Yes. It, it, it wasn't like playing to you, you mm-hmm. know? And so I'm there and I'm watching fish and I'm seeing Trey just like, look out in the audience, like the fuck are these people doing here? You know, like what this is crazy. You know, I think 94 <laughs> fish fall is like, they're just stepping into their power. Yeah. You know, they're about to play MSG next month for the first time. You know, it, they are like raw and like hungry and, in the moment. And I just could not fucking believe it. There's like a 25 minute David Bowie in the second set. It just like goes crazy. And they played like a mini acoustic set. Um, and it was during the, not acoustic, it was bluegrass. It was when they were uh, touring with like um, Reverend John Mosier okay. and doing like the bluegrass sessions. And so they played like a little mini bluegrass, um, a few songs. And it was, I just felt like to me, I was so surprised that they were so um, engaging with the audience. It's so weird that, I mean, it's years apart, right? Like your, your experience and ours years apart. My first fish show was 94 at, um, in Olympia, Washington. And I Mm. didn't, I didn't see fish again until 2015. No way. Yes. Why? What happened? I, I was (laughs) a deadhead. like, I, I didn't dig it when I went, I didn't, it didn't click. And I was like, it's just not for me, man. It's not my cup of tea. Like I, I don't, they're fucking jumping on trampolines. Like what the fuck was going on? (laughs) I want to see Jerry. You know what I mean? That's where I was coming from. And then, um, after Jerry passed, I met Mel not long after and we started raising a family. So that just wasn't a thing. And when fare thee well came around, we went out to Chicago to the shows and I saw Trey playing with them. And, and this was, is likewise for me. I was never a fish fan, never got the lyrics, wow. never thought it was deep. I liked his guitar playing, but then yeah. when the vocals would come, it's like, I don't Yeah, I'm out. So we're in the it. same boat. It <laughs> yeah. was like, it was like Jerry, other, some See, other music. Twinsies again. Yeah. Yeah. See, same Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to Fairly so Well. So we go to Fairly Well and I'm like, okay. This guy's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I need yeah, to, I need yeah. to go see them. So Fish was playing. Uh, that was the third, fourth, and fifth. Fish was playing at the L.A. Forum on the fifteenth, and I 
Mel didn't want to go. And I was like, I wasn't down with it. Apple, do you want to, do you want to go see fish with me at the forum? And he was like, fuck yeah, let's go. And that night they did, uh, they did a, my friend, my friend that night that was fucking insane. They did a a Karini that night that, uh, oh my God. And then the vacuum cleaner. No, they didn't No vacuum cleaner. We got a yem that night. And, uh, I thought he did. I thought they did the trampolines and the, okay. They did a yam that night. And when the show ended, the lights came on and I looked over at Apple and I was like, dude, we blew 30 years. Oh, but but in the same same hands too, we were like, well, we got 30 years to catch up on. Like what the fuck were we thinking? Like we know several fish fans that were like, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of you, but not really. But yes. I'm jealous that you get to dive down and go rediscover. Still, to this day, still, I mean, so many shows, and, so many things. The, totally. the whole time at the show, like, I'm I'm going, I need, Mel needs to be here. Like, she's yeah. going to absolutely, look, I've been, we've been married 25 years. I know her. I, she's going to fucking adore this this is going to be especially her show. when it when it got to when it got because we didn't we'd heard things but we weren't ready for the spec like when oh the tweezer that, when yeah. all yeah. when all of a sudden all the gl- tens of thousands of glow sticks it looked like water glow in the dark waterfalls coming from yes. the balcony it was and then the, it was like oh my, yeah it was like yeah Mel this like it's dance party USA it is and you know I just I wasn't into it I was like still raising our kids. And that, that was my fish, you know, like I was all in, in motherhood and my daughter was getting older and, you know, like moving. And I just was like, wanted every second and every moment. And honestly, like I'd never experienced the dead like that back in the day. Like when I was, um, you know, when Aaron was doing that, I was, we're seven years apart. So I was still a kid for a lot of that. And then just when we were able to, we were raising a family. And so I forego all of that because I didn't care either way. Like I was like, I I wasn't like, Oh, I missed 20 years. I didn't, it wasn't like that. It was like, that's rad. Now I can get to do some cool shit now. But back then he was like trying like, no, we need to go. And I was like, no, it's fine. But I will say my music got like my music bug and everything when my good friend moved to Nashville and my daughter had just moved and my girlfriend had just moved and I went to visit her and we went to see a show in Nashville and it was just like a random show. There's shows all the time. And I, we saw, I, we saw the revivalists, which I didn't know who they were, never heard of them, never heard any music. And after they performed, I was like, why haven't we been going to concerts all this time? Like what? Yeah, yeah. Like the feeling that I got and, and like, it was amazing. Like truly, truly amazing. Nothing like a spectacle, like fish. This was like in a little tiny warehouse, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like, it was, it, it like literally woke something up in me. She came home from the trip. 100%. She's like, babe, we need to start going to see more live music. And I was like, fuck yeah. She got the bug. She got the bug. I had the exact same experience, Mel, though, because I stopped really seeing much music when I was raising my kids. Like I, when I was like in my late twenties and I stopped acting, I, and a little bit before that too, I felt like my pursuit of joy, which is really kind of what I felt like going to shows was Mm -hmm. I thought it was like shallow and Mm -hmm. immature 
And I was actually like a little embarrassed about like who I had been when I was like in college and high school and into this because I can understand that, you know, yeah, Yeah. I made a lot of bad choices. I like didn't take care of myself. I, you know, let men treat me like shit. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be associated with that. I kind of associated like going to concerts and shows with that time in my life and like who I was then. And I felt like I needed to like grow up. You know, oh, wow. totally. So I, like, I well, yeah. and as a mom and as a woman, sometimes you do feel like that. Like there's yeah. times where I felt like that currently, not like <laughs> not within the last couple years, but like, well, like when our son was like still in high school and stuff, I'm like, what the fuck, babe? Like we can't like just keep doing yeah. this. Like that's not cool. And then I was thinking like, cool to who? Or cool to what? What standard am I measuring against? Nobody had at that time had given us any crap about it. Even our own son, he saw he saw that we were having a good time. He's the one that bought us the mic to start the podcast. Yeah, like I heard that on your (laughs) podcast, and I loved that. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like we're taught that, like as parents, we're not supposed to pursue our own joy or our own interests or our own, especially as women. And and I think that is. I think a real problem in parenting right now is that people give up their lives oh, to yeah, raise their kids. Absolutely. And and then they're like upset when their kids have all these pressures on themselves and feel like they can't make a mistake because they know that everything's riding on them. So I'm really trying to like, as I've, cause I was really like that when I was like a young parent, I was just totally obsessed with it. I was just completely, I didn't do anything really for me. You know, all I did was like take care of my kids and, you know, and, and I, and I'm glad I got to do that. But now that um, my daughters are 13 and, nine, and 14, and now I want them to see me as someone who has a life mm-hmm. and who yes. has passion and interests and someone who does things for herself, because that's the kind of woman I want them to be. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, it's oh so my important it, it, if, to model that. Like, it, we need to ignore our kids a little bit more. We do. <sighs> we got to ignore yeah. them a little bit. They got to figure some shit they out. They have to own. want us kind of like the guy when you first yes. meet him, you, you let them want you a little bit. Don't exactly. be like, you know, that's what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. you doing. Megan, our kids are older than uh, our kids are a little older than yours. And I will say this, this past, well, no, not this year. Cause it's already, it's, it's beginning, but last year, both of the kids yeah. separately away from each other. Cause came up to Aaron and and myself on separate occasions and was like I am so glad that you guys are doing this you guys are having so much fun so proud of you guys so proud of you guys and like yes and like one thing that I as a parent I always wanted fun so that is something that I always had in our life like we are if we're going to the grocery store it's going to be fun if we're going to for anything was going to be fun so I don't know that fun was out. It just, I didn't know that. Our you, fun was swimming. It was in the different. Pool and yeah. Doing different shit. Our fun yeah, was exactly, exactly different so fun. different. And so I think as a parent of an older child and a grandma, for th- them to see us literally living, not just like, you know, waking up every day and going to work, whatever, but living and taking chances and risks and being bold. That is what they respect and admire the most. Well, and and also back back to what you said about how we're taught at women, especially, but as parents to like, you can't have fun. Everything has to be about the kids, you know, nothing for yourself. Mm -hmm. How can we fill our kids cup 
if our cup is fucking she, empty yeah. all of the time. Totally. And that's what's happening, right? Yes. Everybody's everybody's cup is empty and everybody feels like overstretched and we're not seeking joy to put back in, Mm-mm. you know, and 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 it's it's not right. It ain't it's right. It's not right. And and I feel like those moments when I've seen my daughters, like one of my daughter's friends, um, told her that her dad listened to the podcast and like knew about me. And Mia was like, mom, one of my friend's dads like knows who you are. And she was like, that is so cool. Oh, and I was yeah. like, you know, for her to be like proud, you know, yeah. it was like, it was really neat. And I felt like that was a moment when she got to see like me as a person, yep, as opposed to just like her mom, which I think is really valuable. And also let's add on to that. Not just a person, but a successful person. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somebody that's doing something that other people enjoy appreciate yeah. and enjoy yeah you know and what taking i mean a risk right like trying something new like your kids saw you start a podcast and look what it's become you know it's a universe and i think that's been been really mo- inspiring for my kids and i feel like a really good lesson wow mm. they yeah. did, they just said that they just have we had a cool milestone especially for them what was, was that last weekend when Simon finally joined us on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. Si- Simon's never, he, he like, he helped start and he was always like, cool, you guys, when we've asked him, I'm like, you have, no, nope, didn't want nothing to do with it. And then two weeks ago, sat down with us and did a whole intro. And, Simon's and, and, and so he, great. he had so much fun at the end of it. I didn't know this was going to be so much fun. Now I see why you guys enjoyed, like, he got what he helped start six years later yeah, almost amazing. he came and sat in and was like oh wow but this is really cool i want to i want to go back to so awesome. back to the fish thing so like we leave that show and i'm like i got to get mel to a show and it, it wasn't until 2018 we brought her to the gorge and oh wow what a first show well Jeez. that and oh then God. also my sister was with me and Oh, I don't, we, we never really talk about my sister's you took part. acid for the first time. I night. took acid for the first time. My sister was with me. <laughs> um, and that like run like an antelope. I was literally running like an antelope through the gorge with, <laughs> with my sister and my sister was on oh, and she that. was on nothing. My sister's she was pregnant clean. No, not that oh, time. No, that no, was yeah, for yeah, dead and company. But like there, I felt the most liberated and free <sighs> And like, I felt like all of my receptors were open because they were, but to have my sister, she was able to like, these guys are awesome, but they're holding it down. They're keeping like the blanket over there and they're dancing in the same spot. I am everywhere. I am zipping around the gorge and I look back and my sister's with me and it was such a great, like that memory (laughs) to me. You ran, she ran down the hill at the gorge that's pretty steep and she in and out going down the rocks in and out of people yeah i felt like i was like a thousand miles an hour and like you were people i'm like like, weaving in and out of people's like thing and like (laughs) oh sorry i'm like and it just nothing could stop me at that point but the sharing it that's that's right there is why i wanted to bring that part up is sharing something that makes you so happy and at that point I didn't know it was going to make me happy I I had no idea this is my literal first time and then with my sister it was I I didn't I was like what I didn't even know what to say I didn't know that is so amazing I I was like dumbfounded and then we have our moment Aaron and I that he was going to bring up there was a moment where 
you it clicks during something farmhouse. yeah during farmhouse and love I, it see like i you know i don't care about the stats and everything i know it doesn't matter i'm fine i but that song with everything that was happening and like Again, you have a farmhouse. It's not like a singles pad. That's for everybody. If you have a farmhouse, come yeah. on. And so I was oh, like, come on, that song's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, so I was like yeah. taking everything in and it's like, wow, this. And we had like all these people with us. Like we had a whole group and it was the, one of the best times of my life. Like literally one of the best times and of it, my life. From that night, it was like a thousand percent all in fish. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's all and it takes. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's a, all it takes. It's funny <laughs> too. And that now one of my favorite things, especially the last like two years, basically since you got surprised seeing these since two. Twenty one. So their daughter's twenty seven, moved out for a while. Simon yeah, was preparing to move out, has moved out now. But building up late like Simon a man now. He was working a job. They no longer are having to be like the parents that had these responsibilities for kids yeah. and them making decisions at first yeah, to go to it. let's just go to like, Hershey's like should we go to week. babe I looked it up it'd be, you know, it'd be like three grand you know for this and that I don't know yeah. and I'm like do it you two do yes. it this is you won you won in parenting it's over yes. with you guys spend the fucking money what else are you going to spend the money on fucking go go that. go well and then the, the yeah, they've been go go going the last yeah. the best and last testament was me and Aaron before we decided truly that we're going to go to fish Mexico. We were kind of toying around with it. Are we going to go? Aren't we going to go? And my son and his girlfriend, we were, we went out to eat with them we're mm-hmm. somewhere and we were talking about it in the car and his girlfriend is very practical. And she was like, well, if it's not going to put you in debt and you guys both love it, and you, yeah, yeah, she's like doing all these facts. I, I think you guys totally should do it. And Simon's like, you guys like the same thing at the same time. When does that ever happen? Just do it. And Aaron and I just looked I at each other that. and we didn't make the decision right then and there. But like after that, we're like, what are we doing? Like we are our Being own. Stupid. We're our own parents. We can say what we want to do or not. And yes. so we just booked it. And it was just so great because they were so happy. Both our daughter and our son were like, right on guys go for it do it like it was just like the fish for us has been um a even that much more bonding for our our, our marriage and isn't for, it oh my god well now great. for the family too because is jasper gonna be at the fish I, no he's, he's not, not gonna coming. be there we're, we're no. going to the last night at hollywood bowl in april and their nice. daughter and son-in-law is for the joining first time. It, which we've been talking about for years they they have not been so this is finally they coming been. no oh, no fun. this is coming to fruition too so megan we're we're gonna get to hang out right what are you going yeah, to fish mexico in mexico what yes. yeah yes <gasps> my first time us too are us too us yes. sweet oh my god! i'm gosh. so excited i can't wait it was also one of those things i was like this is a bucket list thing i just need to do it so, so i'm so excited i'm the, going with some girlfriends and some oh, other friends i'm so excited yeah at the msg shows the people <laughs> that we were sitting behind because you know we had the same tickets every night so we're sitting behind or i'm sorry in front of the um this couple and they were like look <laughs> just like look whatever you need to do 
mortgage your house, sell some <laughs> shit. You need to get to fish Mexico. I'm not kidding. And like, she was not and, fucking smiling. And, she and was like one of straight our, up. One of our friends <laughs> at, fucking serious. She was serious. At, at Northwest string summit. One of our friends was like, same shit. Mm-hmm, I don't care what you guys have to do. Put it out into the universe. You guys need to be in fish Mexico. We were like, okay. And then this year it's happening. I, I want to ask you though. You, you had said that, um, MSG is your favorite venue. Why? Why is it? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Wow. I mean, there's a million reasons why. The number one reason is the 1230-19 tweezer. I was on the floor and it was, it just changed my life. I mean, it it's my favorite jam of all time. Which is saying a lot. Three wow. pointer jam as a as a 1.0 girl. I that's you know that's intense to admit, but um, hopefully <laughs> I won't get heckled too much for it. But not yeah, by no, me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, MSG is like I started seeing the first time I ever saw fish in MSG was I guess it was '97 that New Year's Eve run, mm-hmm. and um, I walking in there as someone who's always wanted to live in New York City like their whole life. And I live and I was in college then and I drive up to New York and I like go to see them at Madison Square Garden with a bunch of friends and they just tear the fucking roof off the place. I mean, that 97 run is like just the 1230 show from that run is like my favorite, probably my favorite fish show I've ever seen, even though I appreciate all my fish shows a million times more. Yeah, yeah. No, I get get what you mean. For sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But it was just, it was just so raw. It was just, you know, peak fish. And I always went back whenever I could to see them there. And there's just something magical about that place. I mean, they've played there more than anywhere else Mm -hmm. now, 76 times, I think. Right. And they love it there. And there's just an energy. It's like, they're able to take that like energy of New York. That's just so electric and so raw. And it's, the reason why New York is so horrible to live in is because like we have like the lowest of lows here and that's because we have the highest of highs, right? Yeah. You, you can only have that yeah. in a place like New York, you know, it's, I think it's the same in other really big cities. I think San Francisco is like that, you know, it's like, there's, you can have these like triumphant moments and and then you have like the days when you're like taking out your trash and a fucking rat jumps out at you, you know, and you <laughs> fall on the subway and you know, the, like you get like accosted by a crazy person. Like there, there's just a, a million reasons why New York is terrible to live in. Right. Costs a lot. But then there's just those moments, like when you're in Madison square garden and it's the last night of the baker's dozen and they play, you enjoy myself finally. And the floor is literally bouncing. And you're just like <laughs> in this space that just, doesn't exist in normal life. You know, you're in like the roundest room, you know, it's just, it's like this encapsulation that I just don't feel anywhere else. And I feel like it's fish's home court. Like that is, they fucking own that place. I felt like that. Yep. A hundred percent agree. I, I had never been to New York city. I had obviously never been to MSG. 
I had never experienced something like that. I've been to yeah. a, I've been to a lot of fucking shows in my life. A lot. Yeah. I the first night we left there I was like holy shit. I felt like I got to see the best funkiest, grooviest, trippiest Broadway musical. Yeah. I had ever seen that had been being produced for 40 years. Yes. What was your first show at MSG? Was it for yeah, April. Yeah, April. Yeah, those shows were fucking great. I, they were so good. Dolphins and whales. I, I mean, what? what the fuck? <laughs> that was honestly like when that happened. First of all, like the night before twelve thirty, that's my like holy night of fish. That's like the show that I always try to get to, no matter what. You know, it's hard on the New Year's Eve show because it's like my family, and you know, I haven't gotten to fish. He's very supportive of everything I do in this whole universe, and he listens to a lot of fish, like. He knows a ton about fish, whether he wants to or not. By proxy. Talk about it all the time. By pro- it's like ox, like what is that word? I don't know. It's like osmosis. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just like seeps into you. The other day I was like listening to a bunch of Harry Hoods to try to like, you know, prep for this pod. We were talking about our favorites and he comes in, he's like, Harry Hood again. You know, like he knows like the first two words of like every Harry Hood. You know, he's just like, yep, so that, you know, he knows, he knows a lot. Um, So it's hard to be away that night, you know, on New Year's Eve. I want to be with my family, but the 1230 show I never miss. And so I was so excited for the April show because there was going to be a New Year's Eve show that I could see. And it was like the night before was going to be not on 1230, but like, would it have the 1230 energy? And it totally did. Mm. And it was just like, oh my God, they're just, that run to me was like, that was like so celebratory, you know, it was like the return Mm -hmm. to Madison Square Garden after COVID. It was just, New York was back. Like we were like, fuck COVID, you know, like, I mean, I got it there, but I didn't even care. I was like, I don't care. It was actually so great because I went to four fish shows and I, you know, I took off two days of work at my job teaching and the kids were like, I was like, guys, like teachers going to see fish, you know how much I love fish. And you know, I, I'm and they're like, yeah, go do it. Cause I like play fish for them. They know how much I love Aww. it. I was going to ask and, if yeah. you did that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, they're totally into it. They, I play them stuff all the time. Like they, they love it. And it was just, I had to take off two days. Like I took off Thursday and Friday and then, you know, I got COVID. And so I took, I got to take off the whole next week and recover. Yeah. <laughs> you know, aren't you glad that you didn't get it at like some grocery store or like, yeah, that's right. how, like bore, how boring <laughs> on a random Wednesday that's, that's on the boring. subway? Yeah. Like, dang it, no, that's boring. COVID, so okay. Oh my god, Megan, I want to know from another female woman that. What is what do you think it is about fish? Do you think they're just like really good musicians and they play good music and that's why we love them? Like, what is the magic or the oh, shit, uniqueness of yeah. what they can do in a space and for people? Like, like you said, it changed my life. That yeah, I was talking 100%. about the gorge thing. It changed my life. What what just good musicians can they just change your life? Like. What is it about it? I love that question. What I think it is, is when an artist and especially artists, like more than one, Mm -hmm. are able to be so present with each other and trust each other to such an extreme amount that they can walk the tightrope and are willing to 
fall off the edge, right? I mean, that's what it takes to be the kind of improvised musicians that fish are, right? They're just, they're willing to take risks and it's so, it's captivating. And it also is something that creates a bond so deeply with Mm. the audience. You know, it's, they've also cultivated their relationship with their audience in a way that I don't think is paralleled with any other band. Agreed. And I, I honestly don't think, I don't know, you know, about every band, but I really don't know if there's an audience that has a, a direct relationship that is so um, reciprocal and energy. And in, um, you know, we have inside jokes with them. They fuck with us. We fuck with them. Like, you know, I remember I was at the Red Rock show in 96 when, you know, Benji and all those guys put the flyers out to like chant, you know, hood back at, you know, when they're at, when they were singing Harry hood for the first time and watching that happen in real time was insane because it was like, it was us pranking the band, them hearing it. And like, that was just so (laughs) to me, like that's so what they are. Like they are in the moment with us and it's a real relationship. And I think that is something that like, as that has continued to grow is just it's become so enormous that it changes lives. And I think that it's, it's as an artist, like the best actors that you see uh, when you go to see like a Broadway show and you watch them and they're on stage together and they're like completely in the moment and they trust each other enough to be totally vulnerable and like feel things deeply and, and, and you believe it and you forget that like they're even in a play and you're Mm -hmm. just feeling what they're feeling. That's what fish does. And they do it a fucking lot. Like, <laughs> and they do it in not like a way that the Broadway actors get to do where they have rehearsed it and they have, they know what's going to happen. They do it in this like wildly dangerous way. You right. know, they go out and they say, oh, we're going to try something we've never fucking tried before. All the time. And we're going to do it all the time. It's so <laughs> insane. It's so insane to me. And it's so incredible. And I think that because the four of them have, you know, I think because they're nerds. I think they they didn't have that like ego that breaks up rock bands. Yeah, right? yeah have, like, good point. Really like fucking cool guys who are like rock stars. Like the bands usually just don't work out that well or they burn out or they fight. There's infighting. But like, you know, Fish are four nerds, you know, and they're really good guys, I think. And I think that they've been able to not try to be like, they haven't worried about like who is on top or who, you know, they've just, been interested in making art together. And I think that that is something that's, it's super fucking rare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're like all best friends and they need each other. And like, like being like, like, I love that you said that they're like, they're, they are, they're nerds. A lot of us are nerds. Like me and Aaron are kind of nerds. That's why we've been friends for 40 years. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, like it's amazing. I mean, I'm on a fish podcast. I'm a total fucking nerd. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just (laughs) saying I'm not, but I totally. Come on. You're (laughs) you're married to me. You're a huge nerd. We're kind of nerds that we look like we're not, but we are. It's okay. It's the best kind. Incognito. You know what? Incognito nerds. Megan, I, I, I said not too long ago, I think fish. Um, wins the award for the longest running inside joke ever. Their oh, whole career. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. And, and I think that that is part of what we're all responding to. When you finally are on the inside of that thing and see it for what it is, it's enormous and it's funny and it's sweet and it's dark 
and it's weird and it's fun and it's all of that shit. And what you just said about trusting each other and cultivating that level of vulnerability for 40 years this year. Yeah. I mean, wow. So wow is right. I think what we are part, at least myself, what I'm responding to now is a very, um, a very mature sense of what that fun, weird inside joke is. It's, it's very different now. It's still silly. It's still fun. It's still fish, but we're older and yeah. we're, our perspectives have changed and well, our the world has changed our, and, and, and what our world has changed and our, and our connection to the world has changed and things are a little bit more, um, on edge in the world. Yeah. And I think that fish has really, um, responded to that in a beautiful kind of a way with the, you know, Oh, the, the love and light tray, you know what I mean? That, that whole thing is real and we need totally that real. shit right now. And I think that they yeah. understand that. And you can, I know a lot of people talk shit on it and like, you know, I'll bring back evil fish and okay, I get it but we're not there now. Yeah. It's not time no, for that. Gotta, no, I agree a hundred percent. And I think that's the only thing that I would amend to my answer is that I would add on that Trey is such an absolute genius yep. that his ability to tap into deep emotion. Like right now we're doing this, like look back 40 for 40, right. Where we're taking 40 shows, one from each of the years of fish. And we're talking about it like in depth and I'm listening to all these eighties fish. Like I'm listening, I've listened to like, you know, shows from like 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 80. And it's so amazing because you hear them playing a song like Harry hood in a bar for like a couple hundred people. Mm -hmm. And it is so beautiful. And the fact that he was able to tap into that emotion, like, you know, when you think about a song like Hood or like Slave or Fluffhead, you think about an epic show at the yeah, Gorge, yeah, right? Yeah. Where they're just like, the music is like cascading over you and you're like blissed out and you're like, this is the universe talking to me. But like the fact that he was able to see that, that big of a song in that small of a room. Holy shit. To wow. me is just fucking insane. And like <laughs> that to me shows like his level of genius is just you know, it's one of those like divine inspirations. He's just one of those artists that just has, you know, he's just a gift. And I, I agree, Aaron, completely that his transition to, you know, sobriety and to appreciation and gratitude and all of those things, connection and, and love and light, it's fucking important. And it's actually the only thing that matters. And yes, he's still going to play you a sick Karini and that you're going to, you know, be able to have like your monster feelings and like, you know, rage too. But what's probably going to be more important is, you know, when he plays you that, that hood and you have that moment and you feel those, you know, or, or that Reba moment when everything is just totally blissed out and you feel like, God, like the universe could be good. I, the, no, I like added soul. Yeah. The, as you're saying that I'm thinking back to MSG and when they played Fluffhead on that run. And I just remember just spontaneous tears, just 
pouring yeah. down my face like you're singing fluffhead and i'm bawling like it, it's it's definitely um 40 years big totally you know yeah. what I mean and you know great things happen when you turn 40 like oh my gosh yes I feel like my whole life fucking changed when I turned 40 yes. I just I'm such a better version of myself now that I'm in my 40s and like that's like what we have to look forward to this year you know fish is gonna fucking deliver this year just well, in case anybody's wondering yeah. <laughs> thanks for that I was one, one I was wondering <laughs> one one other thing too that I find amazing with them for being together this long all the original members is I can't think of another band that has side projects that are so important too, and that that fill in the gaps. Like with Tab, when when they're not touring, and you know there's not going to be an announcement for a while, then he does that. Then he goes on his solo yeah. tours where it's just him, almost like spoken word, sitting in yeah. a chair. Then you got Mike Gordon, and there's obviously no animosity with any of the band of any of these side no. projects. It's so cool. And with Tab, it's, it's like great. created you know, help create careers for all of the people in that band beyond tab and with tab. Totally. It's like everything he does, everybody we've talked to, we're about to complete when we have Natalie yes. on the, the whole horn section of tab. Yes. Oh, and, sickest, and everybody you talk ever. to, yeah. anybody that's ever met him or performed with him or anything is just in awe of the man. And yeah. so, and also yeah. at the same time, like he is so amazing, such a genius, but so humble and such a human being that it's just fucking amazing. That, what Jennifer Hartswick yeah. said about him, she was like, just being around him makes you do better. Yeah. No, which is I like, believe that. Come it on, ups your game yeah. and you want to be. Totally. And you absolutely think about what he did for Goose this year. And, you know, oh. I think they would have, they obviously would have gotten there anyway, because they're amazing. I fucking love Goose. Yeah. But like for, for Trey to be like, let's, let's share the stage. Come on an arena tour with me. Like that is so generous. And like, just to play with them and for, to teach them what it's like to do that. It's like what Santana did for him, you know? And I think that like, that is such a elder statesman move and such a class act. Totally classy. You know? Class act. Thousand, thousand, like, yeah. And we actually were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I wonder what your take is on it. Like, <laughs> I see it like this. Trey and Fish, they understand the community. They, they're connected with the people that are fans of their music and, their, and the band. And they understand that this thing surpasses just what Fish is right fish yeah. fish isn't going to be playing for another 40 years they they've got however many years left to go and i think that it's very a very intentional move on the part of them to to pull goose up to make sure that the scene is in good hands kind of thing yeah. like i'm going to introduce you to my fans and my fans to you i want you guys to get to know each other so that when i'm gone you can hang out together Totally think that only, mean, it was super intentional. The only thing I took away from that is how dare you say they're not going to tour for another 40 years, <laughs> sir. Seriously, With like, medical advancements and everything. <laughs> okay, oh. <laughs> the colostomy bag tour. I want to understand something a little bit more personal about you with your marriage and him not being a big fish fan, because 
that's as much as you enjoy fish and and now it's like kind of your job almost in, in, <laughs> yeah. a, in a way like how do you how does that work how do you guys you know what what is he into music at all is he got something different or like because I know for us Aaron was enjoying it but it wasn't until we started to I really started enjoying it as well with him where it was like, OK, now now it feels right, you know, where it was like. Yeah. So I wonder, like with you and your husband, like I'm, I'm clearly you said that he supports you and all that. But like, what is the what is it behind the scenes with you guys and music and stuff like that? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he's he likes music a lot. He's really into indie music. So he's always playing me new music. and. Mm you know, I play him a lot of new music too. Yeah. And we go to see shows together, but like more like indie stuff. So okay. we see a lot of stuff at like, like smaller bands in Brooklyn and, you know, and he keeps me kind of like current and up to date. Yeah. He likes to like listen to new music and I'm always like playing old shit, you know, and like playing fish from, you know, 1987, <laughs> Jesus, you know, but yeah, no, he's, he's great. I mean, he's come to a handful of shows. Like when I kind of started getting back into fish, um, I was living abroad for a few years and I moved back in 2014 and I started to go to like a show like once a year, you know, and I kind of like my like show crew people from like college and high school, we all kind of live in different places now. So I don't, they don't live in New York. And so I was kind of like, didn't have like a crew. And so I would drag him along. And so he would, he's seen probably like five or six shows. He saw like the Petrichor New Year's. I dragged him to, which, you know, if you don't like fish, that is like a commitment. That is a long, long five hours of fish. Like (laughs) (laughs) instrumental, like, you know, it's it's a lot. That Um, is a lot. And the rain. (laughs) And he loves you. He stayed. (laughs) And he he stayed. He was super great. He had a great time. You know, he enjoyed the beers and he had fun. Um, But yeah, it was definitely like, it was funny. But then I think when I started to kind of like get really into it again, after I turned 40 and I started writing about all this, that time in my life. And I started to want to like go to shows more. And I actually met this woman moved in upstairs from me in my apartment that I lived in at the time. And she came to introduce herself to me and rang my doorbell and we met and we're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I know you. And we knew each other from yoga class and we kind of met officially and anyway, fast forward to a couple of weeks and she texts me about something and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't talk to you right now. I'm in a concert. And she's like, are you at a fish show? Oh. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I love fish and I haven't seen them in like 20 or 25 oh, years. Shit. Like what? And so her and I like immediately were like, Shh, and now we're best friends. We go to all the shows together and we travel to see fish and we travel. I bring oh. her to like my college crew to see fish with me. And like, so it's become this thing. And I have, I met another girlfriend through my, my sister-in-law who was like, you are just like my sister-in-law. You need to meet. And the three of us have become like just so tight. And so now fish has become this thing where I just go with like friends, Aww, you know, and I it's, love that. it's just so awesome. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, sometimes I'm like, I wish you were into this too, just because I'm so into it, but it's also kind of nice to have my own thing. That's like, gives me kind of like this identity for myself. Yeah. You know? So it's been, it's been nice. I feel like I'll ask him if he wants to come sometimes. I'm like, do you want to come? He'll be like, do you, you know, like go with your friends. Have, have fun. Awesome time. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, have fun. I'll hold it down over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do my thing when I want to do my thing. Like, and I'm like, cool, I'll stay with the kids then. So it kind of like rad. works out. Um, works out really well. That's yeah. great. I love to hear that. Okay. So yeah. we got like, um, what, eight days or something? 
till Mexico? Is that right? Wait a minute. Oh my it, is God. It, wait, I no. no ten, days. ten days. Ten days. Mel, do you have all your outfits planned? I do not have all my <laughs> outfits planned. <laughs> what the fuck just either. happened? Okay. Can You know what? Thank you, Megan, for saying that. Can you please explain to the gentleman why that's even a thought to you? Why is that important? Why do you even bring that up? Can you explain to them? Because coming from me, what just happened? I, I can't. Exp- I can't express it in We're the same way. No, no, that's right. Check this out. <laughs> she said to me a couple of days ago. She's like, "Do you know what you're wearing?" And I was like, "Yeah, t-shirt and shorts. What are you talking about?" She's like, I haven't even planned my outfits. And I was like, I don't get it. So please, please help me out. Well, if you know anything about fish chicks, you know, we come fucking correct. It's we true. wear some cool <laughs> fucking outfits. And there's a lot of pressure that I put on myself because I don't like to repeat outfits. And also I like to take pictures of myself in outfits. And I like to like have a fun outfit and like see other girls and be like, you look awesome. And have them be like, you look awesome. And like celebrate, you know, it's part of my expression. It's how I express myself. It's like, I like to wear a fun outfit and dance and, you know, be looked at like that's performing. Yes. You know? And that's just, that's part of me. And I used to be embarrassed about that. And now I'm fucking embracing it because it's who I am. And I love to plan outfits. And so, yeah, this, it has been deep. We, my girls and I have like a massive text chain photos, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's, I'm not ready though. And it's a little stressful. I'm so not wait, ready. Though, though, I didn't yeah. know about that. It's like, yeah. even it, I think that's something that like, so you're like sharing your Outfits. outfit ideas. Yeah. Like this is what I'm thinking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I think I'd, I'd, I'd be like, like oh, I ain't showing nobody. I, I, like, I don't even understand what this is. Like, <laughs> well, I would just think no, like, Apple, Apple, if anybody understood, it would be him. <laughs> that's true. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I'd be thinking, I'd be thinking like, ain't nobody seen it until I like, whip off the cape like nobody will know what it's gonna be although i gotta say my problem with fish the only time i've ever dressed up for one i would say is when we went to halloween and i wore my santa costume which was really really cool for the first 20 minutes and it was so freaking hot i thought i was gonna die i was like for now on when i wear a costume it's gonna be like a banana hammock and paste (laughs) pasties or something like 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 the yeah. most minimal clothing possible because once you start dancing That's and all those people look, it's so like hell yeah Boo. Oh. minimal clothing oh my god we both had a wardrobe malfunction i had this like super cute corset that aaron and i had tricked out he drew like the fish with the little bubbles and i bedazzled them and it was fucking That's cute awesome. and i was we were pirates together and that, that. dude i could not it even was wait so hot it was so hot in there and the corset was sucking like, the life so out of me and my boobs oh. were about to pop out if i breathed any harder than i was <laughs> and i was like fuck this you guys i'm going to get a poster because we already had decided okay we're not going to get a poster and i was like i'm going to go get a t-shirt and a poster and i waited the entire time and right yeah, the oh, sci-fi right, soldier. right right that was one to get yes one to get the sci-fi right as i came back it fucking starts and i was like okay she comes walking down the aisle and they go into the first so i was like <laughs> I see him man. looking around it. <laughs> and got a poster. And, yeah, with the if poster. If it would be me and Aaron, we would have been standing in line until the first set break. Yeah, but we like, don't wait like for Melvin. a poster. Exactly. But somehow mm-hmm. she That's comes right. back. Go in and go out. You don't. And she, when you wear the corset, you, you do get rewards for it. Yes, I you mean, do. If you're gonna suffer, I remember, I remember when yes. she she handed me the poster yeah. too. Like I'm a per- poster nerd, and she's got it unfolded. 
It's not even in a tube or any. She's just carrying it. And I'm like, Mel, what, what are you fuck? doing? She's like, here, Apple. <laughs> they I, ran out of everything. She, they didn't have and, sleeves. They didn't have the the little um, and it was still, anything. And so and I was like, it was like, still okay. kind of, like the ink was still. Yes. It wasn't like completely dry. It's like they, a fresh yes. run. And she's like, they said so. It's like, oh, they said, fuck. be careful. The fuck am I gonna do with this, this is unfolded oh poster God. and protect it <laughs> through all this? Okay. And we manage. Here's the thing. Wow. Do you have our numbers? I I don't, but All we're right. going to have to make yeah. that yeah, happen. Yeah, let's okay. make that happen. Yeah. Here, hang on a I want to hang out with you guys. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I got to go check. Take some outfit okay. pictures, Mal. <laughs> I gotta gonna... you'll, you'll help me out with that. I'm definitely more of a social media lame That's where I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. I'm a geek and not in a good way on oh social my God, media. I love that. It's not good. I mean, look. <laughs> This and and you don't relate to this because you wanted to do this, right? You like yeah. sought after it and you're like, fucking RJ, I want to be on. I fell into it. Like Aaron oh, kind so of pulled me into this. And in the beginning, there was a huge like fight back and forth underground, not because I wasn't enjoying the concerts and stuff, but be, I was like, I didn't get it. I'll, I'll be honest. I just didn't get it. I'm like, what what's are, the big deal? What's the big deal? I, about I, doing the podcast, about doing a podcast, about going to concerts, about yeah. the whole, like everything that no simple road is. I didn't understand what the big deal was. I didn't understand the scene yet. I didn't, I didn't yeah. get it. And so I, thank you fish. It took me like, it did. Thank you fish. Yeah, right? But it took me a long time. I'm not like, it was uh, how it was what it was for me. It was like I was supporting my husband. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't dare to carve out an identity for myself in this scene as anybody specific or important because I didn't care. Not because I was yeah. like shy or scared. You didn't was, know, though. You, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know any better. I'm I'm a late bloomer with certain things like I. That's like probably a gift of, because, you know, you're so authentic in your space. That's I like. Probably what what draws people to you too, though, because you weren't seeking that out. No, you know she's I mean? not some jaded one no. point yeah. or that's well, like, yeah, whatever. Well, and like, okay, so right. you you were saying like you were like really wanting to do like acting and singing and all that performing, yeah. right? Well, that's what our daughter does, you know. And so, Aaron's family was all in the entertainment industry, and then my daughter goes into the entertainment industry, and she's on TV, and she's in videos, and she's on commercials and all this stuff and like I just didn't ever for me it was like I didn't need that because it was all around me and even though it wasn't my expression I was still witnessing it and so close to it that I didn't feel like I needed to be in it do you know what I mean like it it wasn't so much yeah it was like I wasn't being expressed but at the same time I didn't feel like there was a need and so we are six years into the show and it's a lot different now. And I, I you feel found like your voice. Definitely. I definitely have found my voice, yeah. but I still feel like, um, I'm still, I feel like I'm six years old. That's what it feels like. I, I'm a, right, I'm right. a six year, I'm a toddler in this scene. And that's why I'm not like a statistician. I'm not into like, <laughs> I don't know which Harry hood I like best. I just know the one that I like that I heard last night, last night. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, not, totally, I'm not writing totally. it down. My, my notes that I take are this, the downloads that I'm getting during music. Not even, I don't even know what song it is. I'm like, Oh shit, that was dope. And you know, like, and so Love I, that. I kind of like you, I feel like I'm in your earlier years. Like I was, I'm doing it for pleasure. 
And it's really been these last two years where it's more like, actually, you need to grow up. You need to fucking grow up, girl. (laughs) You need to like get a suit for your, you know what I mean? Like when you go to work in the office, get a suit, get yourself a black heels, get, you know, go get your hair done. And it, it's exactly. And it's feeling, yes, (laughs) it's feeling like that for me now instead of back then. So I feel like I'm really coming into my own at 44 years old in a scene that I've been in for six years now, just the last couple years. I will agree with that. I mean, I feel the same way though. I feel like I didn't even, I wasn't even a part of this, the whole bigger community. Like I was saying earlier, like I wasn't, I didn't know anybody except for like the four people I went to shows with, you know? And so now to have this like universe open up, in the past year, because I've been on the pod, like, you know, a year and a couple months now. Wow. It's just been like, it's just been so amazing. And just, I'm so grateful. And everybody's been so fucking cool and awesome. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's such a great community. I was it just really going to say that it's, it's really yeah. special and it's cool. Like very cool for us. Cause this started as a grateful dead thing and we organically got blasted by fish partway through no simple road and you see it's behind me now you know what I I mean like and it's it's really been welcoming to us too we've had that same experience like people have just welcomed us with open arms our first remember apple was saying a moment ago we were just like when we're deciding like should we do something or shouldn't we do something the very first time when we went to Hershey and we went there and it, it felt like we lived there that's how many people yes. were coming up to us it and like wild, grateful Megan. to see us and like, yeah, like get it. Like, and, and new people that were acting like they knew us like high-fiving and like, so it felt awesome. so like a, a homecoming we, and a warm homecoming. The, yeah. Oh, it's, it's going to, well, like you guys do one thing that I've loved to see. <laughs> and that was awesome for Aaron and Mel. And well, for the three of us is like me and Aaron have a long history of shows and it was the great, the Grateful Dead was, you know, we saw Jerry, all this stuff. Mel never didn't never really got that into Dead until like we went to Fairly Well. But it wasn't I didn't her, even get into that even then. then. It wasn't really her thing. Wow. It was like mine and Aaron's thing. And then Fish, I mean, it became all of our thing, but it really became their thing together to see that. Like I love fish love and everything, that. but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everybody can beat me up for I'm not spending the thousands and thousands of dollars to go see fish, see them no, doing listen, it, and see it how excited. Kind of it's I don't know how we're every, the weird ones. We're the we weird are. Ones. How the how, fuck do we do it? <laughs> how, how close it brings these two together? Not just going to the event, but the months of planning and the yeah, excitement. Yeah. The excitement. I, it's palpable with them right now. The the excitement is dripping off of them. <laughs> that it is getting closer yes. to Mexico. I'm too excited so I get to I get a vicariously kind of like enjoy it through that. They're like, we you know, we wish he could be at all those things with us, but it's like I I I, I, I care, but I don't. I I, I care more about them having friend. it together. He's, he's the best. And he takes care it's of the house while we're gone. And the dog. And when I when I am with them, I capture fucking great moment. There's fucking three pictures on the wall up over here that I took of them at the oh, gorge that, that they amazing. didn't know I captured moment there. Well, I didn't even know like, Oh my God, that was a moment Two of both of them holding their hands in the air with me back behind them. It's like silhouette. And oh. like, it just, 
I, I love that they have this and we have it together when I'm able to be there. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but yeah. I love that they get to go off. I'm so excited. Me and Aaron went to the store this morning. And I'm like, dude, I'm so happy for you to like we need this and in preparation. It's getting ready to be festival season. And the rest of the year yeah. is like we're about to get busy. home like, you know, yeah. to the floor. So they get to go have this moment alone. It's one thing I love for the three of us. Fish is still like, you know, we're not interviewing Trey or hanging out yet. with Mike or anything yet. Yet. So it, yet. it is our, we're off duty when we go to fish pretty much. It's right, pure right. It's enjoyment fun and fun time. Yeah. So has that, awesome. has that changed for you since you started doing the pod when you go to shows? Is it, does it feel a little more like work? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times I'm working during the day. Like when I went to Atlantic city, we had, two live events HF pod did at, at the yeah. anchor rock club on the boardwalk. And so RJ and I were there at like noon every day and we would be there until four. And so I was, you know, going to the shows at like five 30 with my friends to get our spot and then eating like, you know, chicken tenders walking there. Cause it's just like the food in Atlantic city is terrible and I had no time and then see the show. And then I go to like an after party because I'm a lunatic and I just don't want to stop dancing. (laughs) I get home at like three in the morning and I'd have to be up at like eight to start like prepping for the live show that I was going to do. So I was getting like four hours of sleep every night, maybe five. And I did that for like three days, you know? And so, and it's different too for my friends because they're like, Sometimes they joke, they're like, I wish we could just go to a show and be like anonymous again. Cause like, yeah, I'm not really anonymous anymore at shows. And I, I love that. But like, it's also like, you know, I'm not anonymous anymore. So like people are that's coming a up good a lot thing, Megan. Like, yeah. That's good yeah, because it's it your is. fulfilled dream right there. That's it is. Look, you Aww. clearly wanted to know to be important to more than just yourself and your family. And you felt like you had something to give and something to share and in whatever way you did it, you did it. You like, you need to re- re- rec- uh, recognize and that. And are doing it. Yeah, you're do- you did it and you're doing it and you didn't want anonymity. Otherwise you wouldn't have called RJ. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. makes me emotional. That's, thank you It's for true. That. No, sweet. I, because I want to yeah. recognize that because I remember meeting you and you're like a freaking fireball of energy, you know, you've just got <laughs> so much energy and just hearing your backstory and stuff like that look, man, we're supposed to shine wherever it feels right. And clearly you've been going to fish most of your life and you have so much as an early fish goer, as a female, as a mother now, and like, and as a teacher and as a, a podcaster now. So this is your stage. You are sharing it with the place that you love the most. You're gonna, you, yeah, you're going to light up and, your own house first. And that's why yeah. it's good for you to be known and it's good for your girlfriends to like, okay, you're hanging out with the freaking cute little celebrity that created this life for her, <laughs> at least in, in your own bubble, you know, and it's great. And I'm proud of you and congratulations for doing that we for yourself. Wait to rage the beach. Oh my and God. On. You guys are so hold nice. On. Thank you so hold much. It's, it's I wanna, true though. I, wanna, I don't want to just be nice. I want you to know that it's true. I want to, I want to add Thank something you. else to that to, to also too, because I, I did circling way back at the beginning of this conversation. You said you're, you're a third grade teacher. I was yeah. in my early thirties. I was a children's librarian when I was, where, no where, way. yeah, I did literacy programs with K through three. And oh, I, and, I, and when awesome. we, when you said you were a third grade teacher, I can just picture you being such a fun teacher. And I learned, I did it for five years, and I learned 
from like K through three teachers, they were like, this is the best age. They're like oh, third, third grade. Is- th- they're like third grade is the last one because something yes. happens when they turn like nine or so and they go into four. Like that's when attitudes start to come out. And I yeah. and, and I saw it firsthand, but just sitting here, I've heard you, I've heard you on the podcast, but sitting here seeing your face and talking to you, I get this picture what a dope third grade teacher oh, she yeah. is. <laughs> You're playing, you're like everything you said, you know what, acting and all that. I can see you, bring, you know, taking that to these awesome third graders and playing fish oh. for them. And they're excited for these you when you're lucky. going to shows and everything. Thanks, guys. Just, yeah, it's that's so fun. Dope. It's so true. It's the best age. They're they're so sweet. They like love their teachers so much and they have the most silly sense of humor. But then you can still like, I went to see Headhunters, the Herbie Hancock's band the other night in Brooklyn Bowl. And I, it was so good. And I, so I came in the next morning and I'm like, everybody's just seeming a little off this morning. We're going to have a dance party to Herbie Hancock this morning. You know, and it's just like to see them like dancing to like funky jazz. I'm like, like, third graders will do that. They'll lean in, you know, like they'll be silly. They'll. They'll have fun. They're joyous. They're they're awesome. They're still sponges. They're it's still sponges a little bit and want yeah, to soak totally. everything up. But yeah. yeah. All right, Megan. Wait, before we leave, I'm gonna give you a top five, not oh, a top no. three. Top five faves of fish songs. Come on, you gotta do it. Fish quick, songs? Quick. Oh my quick. god. Quick? Yeah. Oh god. Come on. That's your okay, kid. Well, today. 100%, today. No, no, no doubt the MoMA dance is oh, like my shit. Okay. That's why my my you know, IG and ridiculous, like Twitter name is the Megan dance. Cause like, I love to dance. MoMA is like, so what I love about fish, um, sexy, funky, cool lyrics that can be interpreted a million different ways. Just like groovy. You know, that's, I love that shit. This is like picking your favorite children. I know that's why I said quick, out. because whatever uh, comes okay, out first so is, is natural. Tweezer, Ooh. tweezer, always, always, always tweezer, always tweezer. I mean, always I think for tweezer. sure. I think when I think, oh, this is so hard. When I think about what I really, really always want to hear, it's like something I haven't gotten. I don't know. I mean, I think anytime I hear a Karini, I'm super, super, super happy because I just want to like, like, I don't know, just rage (laughs) and like get those big body movements and like just fucking be a rock star. So Karini for sure. Uh, How many is that? You got three. You got three. Two more. (laughs) Okay. Two more. Um, Let's see. I mean, <laughs> this is really hard. Is I know. Hard. I, I know. I really love like when Fish does covers and like really, really yes. good covers. And I love when they play the Rolling Stone Shine a Light. Like, oh, that yeah. That song is just like, that song like hits me so hard. And when they play that, I'm just like, and I think the last one is a cover too, which is that okay? Is that allowed? Yeah, like, you're allowed. Yeah. Okay. This is our game. They, this is our game. Okay. Anytime they play Sneak and Sally, I'm like, <laughs> that's it for me. Like, wow, I, I want to dance and feel like dirty and wrong. I love it. You gave us dirty gold. You gave right, us follow, gold, follow, Megan. Thank follow you. Follow up question. How many, how many shows have you been to now? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, I think I've been to, I should look it up. I think it's like 68. Wow. Okay. Wow. 60? Right. You I and I 50? need to figure 60? that out, Mel. Wait, hold on. I'm going to look. I'm going to look <laughs> right, right now just so I, I give you accurate info because I keep it in a note. Okay, I was going to say what forget. that's why I asked. I, I'm surprised. Oh, I'm in a 60. Six oh! zero. Okay. The last show, the the 12:30 was my 60th show. Oh. Wow. Right. On. Well, yeah. can't wait to do 61 with you. Yes. Yeah. How, how are I we gonna? To are are we? I sent you our numbers in the chat. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to take a picture of that right now. Okay. 
Now I can put your numbers in my phone. Yay. You've got mine. Um, I'm not going to be there the first night because I can't take off that many days of work. So I'm flying down Friday morning. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep an eye I'll, out. I'll find you Friday. We'll hold oh, it down. Wow. All right. We'll yeah. see you soon. And we're going to do, we're going to do an IG live RJ and I like uh, from the pool on Saturday. So you guys should come around and hang out with us. Perfect. Okay. You got Yay. it. Yeah. We'll awesome. see you soon. Thank you guys so Megan, much. Megan, it was yes. a blast. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> so fun to talk to you guys. Thank you, you so much. See you in All right. 10 days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> she's rad oh, uh-huh. I, when we met her in new york she was a ball of energy I and it was three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. oh she, that yeah, was the night i got a lot lost. of energy that was at, the night the, i got lost in the, the hall cutting room right yeah, yeah i got lost in the hall but she uh <laughs> she really i think you asked her that question is very hard that you asked not the five song no, question I know, about, I know which one about, about what, what she thinks it is about That was fish. a beautiful answer. And she really, that was one of the most eloquent, well put answers I think I've ever heard. And I've read books and heard tons of interviews and heard people bullshitting everywhere. And that she's been around the block, man, the fish block, and she's got a lot of knowledge. And so maybe she doesn't have a 200 show thing, but she's got a 60 and she's got her like strong opinion and her life changing moments. And she's been around the block with a pH. Yeah. (laughs) And she's a, she, she does. She did. When she said she's a third grade teacher, like I said there at the end, she, she'd been the most awesome teacher ever. Oh yeah, bringing that like like they heard that the class was dragging was like, a little, so we got up and danced I remember to Herbie Hancock. When um we were at um watching Little Stranger at Peach, and you and Apple were like hugging because they had just shouted out "No Simple Road," and the guy behind me turned around and gave me that um gave me a goose pin. And, oh, it, yeah, and yeah, yeah. he was like, I'm a teacher and I play um, jam music for my kids all the time. I play goose. And I just thought, what a freaking dope teacher. And now all these teachers, they're freaking jam heads yeah. and they've, they're introducing their kids or, you know, the class to all this amazing music. I'm I wonder if there's a blown a, away by it. A fish chicks teacher community. Probably. There's got to be right. Mm-hmm. I would think so. so. Yeah, that's like there's a niche for everything fish. Yeah. <laughs> Megan needs to be a part of it if she's not. Yeah, already. right. Uh, Megan, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, Megan, yeah. thank you so much for spending some time on fun. Super Bowl Sunday even with us. That was very sweet of you. So Yeah, and I didn't say it during that. I'm sitting on pins and needles. The game's happening. I've been looking at the score. And Who's winning? Huh, the Eagles are right now. They just scored again. It's 14-7. Yeah. I'm going to go check the beef, make mashed potatoes. and. All right. All right. We love you guys. We'll be back on Monday with another installment of the No Simple Road Weekly Rewind. And remember, until then, smile to strangers, safety third, hydrate. And you know Make what? Make sure to check your beef. Well, that oh. too. But if you haven't cleaned out your fridge in a while, it's now oh, time yeah. to clean out your fridge. I guarantee you're going to find some weird meat in the in the cheese and meat drawer. And there's going to be that weird vegetable that you bought that you were like, I'm going to put this in the stew. And then That's you never did. That's now a bag of liquefied Weirdness mystery. chilling out in there juice. and frozen old milk. So go yeah. clean out your fridge we love you guys we'll see you soon peace
divided as a focus through the spot in the corner that is still intact. The react is both a defense mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.